Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Hello and welcome to Homeschool Together. Thanks so much for joining us. If you have a chance, head down into the show notes. We'll have a lot of links, definitely a lot of links today um, that I'll put in there for you guys as well as ways to connect to us on social media. Check out our growing YouTube channel and see our pretty, pretty faces talking about things like spines and and around the world (laughs) journeys and and, and lots of good things that that we're continuing to work on and continuing to roll out for you guys. Ariel, I wanted to tell you something. Mm. I got a job. You did. I'm a homeschool IRS agent. I'm one of the 87,000. <laughs> um, I'm here to audit. How much did we spend on homeschool curriculum last year? Yep. So uh, we talked in the last episode that the average family spends somewhere between 250 and 1200 My sincere hope was that we would keep it under 500 for our kids this year, and we were not successful. So final answer for our school, after we totaled it up for ourselves, we spent $600 this last year. Now, that, there's an important preface there that we did do two levels of ELA and two and levels of math. math. And so that, that added a little bit extra. Well, we, we did... More than two levels, we did we multiple. Well, we, we did two different levels within the yeah. We the did level, two yeah. different ELA curriculums, and then we did uh, two different math curriculums. And one of them we did two levels of, and yeah. at right start, which is the more expensive one. So our kid burned through math. She was chewing through faster, it like a prairie fire. Yeah, faster than we expected. <laughs> um, so for our six hundred dollars, that was. Um, our all-in-one curriculum, which is, you know, our, our around the world, if you've been listening, uh, we got uh, our reading curriculum, spelling, math, nature, uh, science, and a preschool curriculum for our little one. So that was our $600, and that's where that went. A lot of workbooks as well. And a ton of workbooks, you're right. Yeah, if you go back and look at some of our short bites, we've been reviewing a lot of the Evan Moore books and also our, our, our voluminous trips to the dollar store to get those awesome little addition and subtraction books as well. Yeah. So it was interesting, you know, getting ready for the series, we wanted to total up and, you know, share, frankly, how much we spent. (laughs) Yeah, it was funny because we recorded it. It started like going up and up as we started talking longer about it. Yeah, we recorded it last week and then you you were in the living room doing something while I was editing and you came back in at the end, you go, oh. I totally forgot. We should have done our own tally and tell these people what we spent. Right. So we like, figured yeah, just wait till the next episode. We'll, yeah, we figured we would do it in this episode and tell you how much it cost us. So six hundred dollars is our was our answer. Um, so today, though, <laughs> we're going to try to focus on on budgeting and see how you can uh, minimize it. And some of those things that we bought were a couple things we bought were still used, yep. but still did it. You know, the cost did add up. Um, we've got some good reasons for what we purchased and we really think we're going to be able to use a lot of it for our next child. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we felt that they were good investments, but it was still a a cost we had to pay. Yeah. We're definitely buying things with, with the idea that there were the mentality that we will be reusing things. Right. And you know, that's always the best laid plans. You're hoping that your next kid or kids, uh, will, you know, click with that curriculum. But, uh, so just so in all candidness, that's how much we spent. <laughs> and uh, hopefully it won't be quite that much next year, but we'll see how fast she churns through curriculum. Um, so, so, yeah, let's talk about let's it. Let's get started. The, we got today, a big, big topic. Yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of things to cover today. A lot, of, a lot of cool you know, ideas and a lot of cool resources yeah. as well. So the people are sitting there. They're, they're new to it, or maybe they're, they're one year in. They had, a, they had a good year, but they want to have a better year uh, coming up. You know, they want to think about their curriculum. What, what are those things that they can think about when it comes to their budget and planning and making decisions, you know, for what's best for their family? Right. So um, when you're choosing your curriculum and you have your budget in mind, and I hope you all did your homework and you've got your budgets ready. I didn't do my homework, Ariel. Well, 
That's because we were we we were doing. I'm, I'm in I'm in accounting in my MBA course right now, and we were doing the yeah, uh, financial accounting yeah. there, where we were looking back on the previous year. We, we were not doing managerial accounting, looking forward for the following. Um, my price so, to earnings ratio is very low. Very very low. Very low. <laughs> so so okay, you've got your budget in mind. You know kind of what you think you want to do for curriculum. Here's a few tips. So first, you really want to research your curriculum well because you want to decrease the chance that you've wasted that purchase. It's really tough. This is where it gets into uh, reading about the curriculum and taking a good look at, you know, the format, the, the, the scope and sequence of the curriculum, mm -hmm. do some YouTube videos, yeah. talk to some other parents if you can. Like really, you want to do your research if you're very budget conscious because you can't afford to make a mistake um, that could be very costly. So really also, research as best as you can. Yeah, consider also you know the learning styles if you've been doing some Absolutely. preschool or if you've do, been doing some initial work like um, some pre-math, pre-reading work with your student and find out you know, kind of what styles they like. Do they like more hands-on? Right. Do they like more workbook? Find out what they are, you know, what they are attracted to. And, you know, have that also inform what you do. Exactly. Yeah, like, Definitely. Because I'm seeing differences between my older kid and my younger mm -hmm. kid right now. And so I'm kind of like doing a lot of pre-work right now. And I'm really trying to say, okay, maybe she doesn't, she isn't going to want this type of style. She's exactly. going to want this type of style. So I'm starting to already think about that. Yeah. You definitely need to understand your kids um, to try to make the best curriculum purchase. You know, it's, it's funny the the, the purchase of curriculum, it obviously has to work with your student style, it also has to work with your style and yeah. be something that you feel comfortable with. Maybe you need a really prescriptive curriculum that gives you a script of exactly what to say. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to want to go one way with curriculum, or maybe you want something more free form that you can kind of piece together, be more eclectic, use what you want. Uh, it has to mesh with both of your styles. So one thing that I really love is a lot of curriculums give you the opportunity to try it before you buy it. Now and this you, is... You've, you've given this advice to almost Everyone you've yeah. ever talked to. I've heard you say this a number of if times. I you think it's can, a great idea. You know, a lot of the hard copy curriculums, I'm looking at you, right? Start math and all about reading. Yeah. You you can't. You can't try them before you buy. But if you're looking at like a digital PDF curriculum, one of the ones we like, like Blossom and Root, Builds Your Library, the list goes on. A lot of them will have a try our one week sample. This is a great thing. And we've recommended to people to yeah. do this in the summer, which is print out that one week sample and do it with your learner and see what you think and see if you like it. I mean, go through the thought, or at least if you're not going to do it with your learner, go through the thought experiment of what if I did do this? And really, it's a great chance to really take a look at it. If it's an online curriculum, oftentimes they've got some sort of a seven-day, 14-day, 30-day free trial. This is the time. Definitely sign up and take all your days yeah. really to, to really evaluate that curriculum. You know, And maybe this is the thing that you... You know, there's there's nobody that says we have to start homeschooling on September 1st or September 15th or whatever. You know, if you're not quite ready because you don't know exactly what curriculum, maybe take this time now to, you know, try some things on for size. Really do your research so that you can spend your dollars wisely. Mm -hmm. um, so really look for opportunities to sample. And then also at the same time, think about can I educate multiple children? You know, like is is, is this curriculum good enough that I can bridge you know, a right. two year gap and I can just upscale here or maybe downscale here um, to bring both children along at the same time. Right. Or, or is this a, is this a, a, a curriculum that I can make as a legacy that I can pass down that the next child yeah, exactly. can use this same curriculum? Or am I trying to buy a curriculum for the youngest child in my family, in which case there's nobody to pass that to, mm -hmm. right? So really, and, and just think about it. Some curriculums are completely consumable. It's really difficult to use them for another child. Take that into account so that you can kind of cost spread that um, as best you can. The other thing I want to mention is if you have a friend, another parent in your co-op, somebody in your local area that has this curriculum, that you can borrow it, you can review it. We've done this with uh, some friends of ours that, yeah. you know, they just want to see our curriculum. They come over and we have kind of a curriculum fair and and they bring their curriculum and I've got mine yeah, and we, we all we, just we look lent, at what we have. Yeah, we lent them the All About Reading and, you know, I got to look at the Explode the Code and that was one of the reasons why we, we jumped into it because they had done it. Right. So leverage yeah. your community as best you can. You know, if you don't have a community um, and you want to get one of these ones in All About Reading or something might be a great idea to join the Facebook group for a lot of, like all about reading, for example, has a, yeah. a Facebook discussion group. That might be a great group to join to ask questions about the curriculum since you can't sample it if no one around you has mm -hmm. it. That might be a really 
perfect uh, time to kind of assess, you know, maybe look through the, the previous posts of the group, mm-hmm. see if, if this might be the right fit for you. But also, a lot of times those content creators will have YouTube channels or some type of, you know, embedded videos on mm-hmm. their website where they will walk you through a lesson or two or... You know, maybe exactly. they have some extended um, tutorials on how to how to teach their stuff. I know All About Reading has a lot of YouTube videos. So, you know, check out those videos and see if those things help right. you make a better decision. Yeah, exactly. The last thing I would say is uh, about the note of online things. If you're looking at online curriculum, one of the problems with that is obviously you can't, you know, you don't get to, it's not hard copy, you don't get to keep it forever. Yeah, right. You know, it's a subscription-based thing. Um, some of them are are per student, per seat, and some of them are per family. So really be careful when you're looking at online things or app-based things. You know, if it's an app-based, can it take multiple profiles so multiple kids can use this at the same time? Or is it, a, you know, just a, a, a one-kid a subscription that can can get expensive pretty fast it can get expensive but if you can do your whole family and it's an app that covers a lot of grade levels one site with multiple profiles or totally you know per seat exactly it's always a way those subscription services kind of get you there so these are just a few things to keep in mind when you're trying to choose your curriculum and and really with with budget as a focus um these are just a few thoughts so we've talked about ways to save you you talked a little bit about parents are there other ways that you know finding parents that are in co-ops or finding parents that are you know doing the same curriculum as you you know are there other things that people could do as well yeah so when we talk about you've you've chosen your curriculum so you you know what you want to do now how how affordably can you acquire set a curriculum and you're right the first thing that you can do is try to find somebody that you can just borrow it from (laughs) if they've if they've finished using it and they've got all the books you can borrow it this year and then uh, maybe you can you know do a swap with them maybe they can borrow a piece of your curriculum Mm -hmm. that is a great way to go obviously that is a no cost option maybe you have to buy just the student activity activity book or student workbook that goes with it. Um, that's fantastic. If that's an option for you, I haven't really seen local libraries that lend curriculum out. Um, I know that our parent partnership does lend some, yeah, our parent partnership but does. you might find, I mean, chances are you've got another homeschool family in your community that might have the curriculum that, you know, you, you plan to use and then you won't have to buy it at all. Yeah. Find your local Facebook group and ask if, you know, people are using this curriculum and is there somebody close to you that maybe you can Right. You know, swap with them if it's something that, you know, is on reserve for the for the year for them. It's on the shelf and maybe, you know, is they're free to trade or or some type of maybe you could, you know, buy it from them for a year or something like that. Who knows, right? Who knows, right? You can leverage your community if you're on a super tight budget, especially if you want one of those more expensive programs. This is a good way to, to try to find somebody else who's got it who can who can help you and then maybe you can return the favor. So let's assume that you know, that aside, because that I think is is a hard thing to do, right? Yeah. We're not in control of that. We've got to rely on somebody else. Let's assume you've got to buy it. What are the cheapest ways to buy it? So the first thing is always buy during a sale. Yeah. You always so want to buy when it's on sale. Sign up to their newsletters or their, you know, their Facebook pages or whatnot. And, right. And the best thing to, to do is exactly sign up for the sign up for the newsletter from the curriculum provider, which will give you like discount codes and sale days. And then usually curriculum providers have sales a few times a year and they're pretty consistent about when they have those. I recommend joining the Facebook group for the not the not the necessarily you can look at the Facebook page for the curriculum if they post it there they're not always great about that and you can scroll back through and see when the sales were but i guarantee you if you join the Facebook discussion group for that curriculum somebody is asked it or you can ask it when do they normally have sales and then you'll know part of this is planning right if you're trying to buy a curriculum it's like oh i'm deciding now and i need it next month this is a hard one mm-hmm. um so sales really rely on you knowing in advance what you think you're going to use. And that, that's not always easy. Mm-hmm. So we realize, but if you, it's possible to buy on a sale, definitely do, especially those, you know, digital PDF curriculums. Those are always, they go on sale like three times a year, four times a year. Exactly. What about like co-ops and things of that nature? Yeah. So there's an online homeschool buyers co-op. Uh, homeschool buyers co-op is kind of like, they're, they have a window that you can order the curriculum in and you get it at a discount in, in that window and they're, they're leveraging group buying power, right? It's, you're being part of a group buy without having to really 
you know, belong to a specific group, you can just go on there. And I bought a few things on there. Be aware that the curriculum on there is mixed. There's some secular stuff. There's some non-secular yeah. things on there. Um, but you can occasionally find a good deal. Not all of it is uh, like a really good deal as good as a sale, but you know, some of it is. And there are some curriculum creators, Right Start Math and all about reading your great examples that I don't think ever have sales. I've never no. seen them have a sale. So, you know, you're going to have to be creative with those and doing something like Homeschool Buyers Co-op. It's always worth checking. Once you know what you want to do, figure out how you can get it most affordably. And I think there's another good note is, you know, once you know and you want to figure out the affordable option, the Facebook discussion group is often very helpful for that too. Not only can they tell you when there's a sale, they can probably tell you like the best place to go buy it too. Is it, should I go buy it at Rainbow Resource? Should I go directly to the company? Should there, I... Is there like a buy, sell, trade type of group as well? Yeah. So that's the next thing that I would recommend. If you're okay buying the curriculum used, I would definitely join the Facebook buy, sell, trade group for that curriculum. So like the first year we bought all about reading, I bought it brand new and for our, um, for our level two, I bought it used from another mom. Be a little bit careful with it. Obviously, you want to use PayPal, um, you know, get insurance if it's a really expensive purchase. You want to be protected as a buyer. But a lot of those groups, they have pretty good um, buy, sell, trade rules, you Is know. It typically PayPal or do they use Venmo as well? It's always PayPal because right. it's got uh, some protection if you don't gotcha. get it. You know, if it doesn't uh, doesn't arrive or there's been some sort of fraud, I've had pretty good experience on there. Follow your group's rules, um, ask questions if you need to, but you can you can go on there and you can take a look and see kind of what things are selling for. You can often what, what get a pretty of, good yeah, discount. Yeah, what type of discounts are they looking at here? Anywhere between twenty five to fifty percent off. Yeah, some of those curriculums that could add up pretty fast. Absolutely, I was able to buy curriculums. A couple of years, you saved a lot of money. Totally, I was able to buy uh, all about reading level two and all about spelling level one as a bundle together, and I got them at like maybe sixty percent of the cost normally. I mean, I think I got like forty percent off on it. It was really good, Um, and so and it helped out another homeschool family also, which is awesome. So be you know. Check, check out the buy, sell, trade groups. I think that's that's great. The one thing is you're waiting for somebody to offer it up and it not to be, you know, nobody to beat you to the punch. And that can be sometimes frustrating. I found that with the buy, sell, trades. One of the things you can do is you can use ISO in search of, you know, ISO level two and whatever. And sometimes a, a parent will just PM you, oh yeah, we're, you know, we're finishing up with that and I'm going to be done with it next month and I'm going to sell it for this price. Is that good for you? And you can, and that's how I got mine. I was, I did an ISO and I was able to make a deal before they even posted so, it. So walk them through that. What, what is it, you know, is it just a regular post, an ISO type of thing? That, yeah, that sounds so, a little complicated. What does that sound like? Right. So yeah. the buy-sell trade Facebook groups are just listings, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody will say, hey, I've got this level and it's for this much with shipping or whatever. And then the first person to comment on it. Yeah, it's like first. Yes, <laughs> they have the first position yeah. on that purchase. And then uh, somebody says second in case that person falls through. And that's how that goes. So if you're not Johnny on the spot, sometimes you'll miss it, which is really frustrating. So the other type of post that you can put on there is an ISO in search of. So you say ISO level two, all about reading um, with cards or whatever. And sometimes people will either comment on that or they'll message you or say, Hey, can I message you? A lot of times it's a family that's not quite done with their curriculum yet. So they haven't listed it yet because they're, they're not quite finished, but they are eminently going to be finishing. And you kind of, you kind of got in first position by asking for it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, and then you can make that deal right there and you know you just use messenger and then you do the same paypal as whatever the group rules are you can also do a trade hey i've got level 2 and i need level 3 anybody want to trade with me and you can post things like that too and the groups are generally pretty nice um so the thing about buy sell trade groups while i've used them and they do work well Again, this is another advanced thing. You have to have time to be able to acquire it used for somebody else to be done with it so you can get it. One of the things that's uh, difficult about these is there's more availability in summer, clearly, because more people are coming off of a previous year schooling and starting up a new year. But there's also a lot more people that are looking. I, I tend to find that it's uh, you know midwinter. There's less coming up, but there's way less demand. I end up getting better deals. So okay. I try to like buy ahead. I, for example, with all about reading, 
we had such a good experience with this mom that we bought this from and she was starting level three and we're still in level two. I messaged her and said, Hey, how's it going with level three? Do you want to sell level three to me when you're done? And she's like, yeah, sure. We're going to finish with it this fall. I'll message you when we're done. So now I've established a relationship with another family in another state that's a level ahead of me. And now she's not going to post uh, for sale and I'm not going to post an ISO because I already have a line on curriculum from somebody that gave me good, well-organized curriculum. So you can get into those relationships too. And I think that there's there may even be a possibility to ask for a relationship like that. Hey, I'm in level, you know, we're just starting level one, would love to find a level two family that we can pair with that you can sell me your levels as you get done with them or something. And you might find a family out there who's like, oh, great. That takes all the stress out of it. I don't have to worry about who's the buyer and what's the weird thing, you know, like I always have the same outlet for my curriculum. Um, Yeah. So look at the buy, sell trades. I think it's not for everybody. I know. I, I feel like sometimes it's a little bit like I, I got really stressed out using eBay because I'd bid on something and it'd be really good until the last minute when somebody else came in and got it. And it just stressed me out. And this isn't that way. There's no bidding. Not like that. I don't want right. to confuse anybody. But the process of like not knowing if I could just like I want to go to eBay and just buy it now. I want to just like yeah. click the buy button. I don't want to have to wait or wonder or any of that. Yeah. And Buy like sell trade or like an auction or something. It right. feels more auctiony than. And anything. buy sell trade is not an auction. It doesn't yeah. work like that. But I still feel that tension of like I got to be there first, right? Because when the new post comes up, you want to be the first person to comment to say, "Yeah, me." And so you feel like you're checking back all the time. It gets a little obsessive, and it stresses me out a bit. Yeah. yeah. So I and kind you end of up spending a ton of time on the Facebook where you don't want to spend. Right. So I kind of like the ISO because then I can just be like, hey, this is what I'm looking for and just put it out there. If no one responds, great. I'll try again in a couple weeks. And I don't have to stress about trying to be the first one to get in there because it it makes me tense. So So a lot of these curriculums, you know, a lot of them do use workbooks, you know, Right Start Math All by Reading is a good example. But a lot of these curriculums also are digital. Right. Digital PDFs. They they offer you digital uh, downloads, you know. So they go out in there and say they buy their digital download of you know X, Y, or Z curriculum. Yeah, you can even buy digital download of the worksheets for Right Start Yeah, the worksheets, yeah. But yeah, but, but Build Your Library, Blossom and Root, those are all digital PDFs. All digital, and maybe some of the math programs out there as mm-hmm. well. I don't know if Explode the Code is all digital. You can buy a digital version of it. No, you, you buy workbooks okay, with those, so, or do an online subscription. Yeah, so there's some of them are, I think there were a few things that we did that might have been online, but whatever, six one half dozen or the other. If you get a, if you get an uh a, a digital curriculum, how can you save money there, right? Well, so yeah, this is the problem. Some people are like, okay, great. I got this digital curriculum for now 30 bucks. Do, yeah. Now I'm going to go to homeschool printing company, which is great, and spend $40, you know, 40 on bucks on, yeah, on binding it. <laughs> so so all of a sudden you're like cheap digital options. Now I love to have hard copy yeah. um, and all of our digital curriculums, I do print them all. Um, and I put them in three ring binders cause that's just what I like to do. So, um, I get that. I get that you want to have something tactile. I love just printing them at the library. Look at your local library. Our library does 70 black and white sheets every week for free. Is or it a week? No, I thought it was per day. No, no, it's per week. Per week. Okay. Or it's seven color sheets. So I get the cover printed in color and then I print like 60 sheets of black and white. And I can do that in one week. So in a couple of weeks, you can have your entire curriculum printed for free. Grab yourself a three ring binder with a view pocket in the front for the cover of the curriculum. And voila, it is not spiral bound. And I know the cleanliness of a nice comb binding. Like, mm, you know, I know it is nice, but it's also expensive. And if you can print, our library has a, has a a system and I think a lot of libraries do now where we can do remote printing right here from my home. I can send my file to be printed and I will go pick it up at the library with all my books on hold with my name on it. And it's beautiful. Just as an aside, I think I might've printed a Cinderella uh, coloring page at your office today. So if anyone's asking who's, Oh, I did Elsa ones last week by accident accident. because I I went to click on the print and it said network. And I was like, Oh no. And I kept hitting print. There may be like 10 copies of a, of a coloring page at your office. Sorry. sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways. So yeah, (laughs) we digress. We digress. Check out your local library. If not, think about how you might be able to 
think about other affordable ways to print. But I think the library is great. And if you can't do a remote print with your library, you certainly could put it on a jump drive and go print it that way. You have rights yeah. to print these digital PDFs, but you don't have to pay the expensive prices to have them formally bound even though I know it's awesome, but we're talking budget here. <laughs> so the other thing um, when you're talking about ways to save on acquiring is for your online curriculum subscription models, you're going to get much better pricing if you choose longer plans. Mm-hmm. So we've been, you know, pay, t- pay as one year versus mm, monthly. Exactly. Pay quarterly is versus day versus monthly or whatever. Yeah. You're always going to get better pricing, but there is that risk to weigh how much are your kids going to like it? Yeah. This may be something where you say like, well, for the first, you know, three months, I'm going to go month to month and see if my kids really dig this. And then after three months, I'm either going to stop it or I'm going to turn on the year subscription and save all that money. Like, you, you know, maybe you come up with a middle ground, but just know that those online curriculums are really wanting to push you to longer subscription models, which will save you month to month, but are a bigger initial outlay. So just something to think about, you know, saving money on the online side uh, no. of curriculum. No, I like, I like that idea of going month to month. I think it's at first, I think is probably the most important thing, especially in any subscription thing, because you just don't know, you know, how much you're going, unless it's something like Grammarly that I know that I like, you know, the, it, it kind like of that. depends you on your year. kid. You might, your, your child might have already had some experience with, you know, Beast Academy has like an online mode. Yeah. I mean, if, if you had a great experience with it, and this is one where you really want to be careful about, is it by student or is it by family? Because you mm-hmm. really can, um, you really can save if it's just a, a family license and you can get all your kids to use different levels of whatever curriculum it is. So uh, those are a few ways to, to save on uh, buying the curriculum. How about extending it? Like I got my curriculum and I want this stuff to last forever. I want right. it to last longer. How can I... You had a great term there, the salvage cost. How can I? I'm, I'm in. I'm in this, this accounting class right now, you guys. It's all about <laughs> depreciation and salvage costs. Okay, so can, can I depreciate my curriculum, yeah, curriculum right. on I my wish, taxes? I wish. As a homeschool auditor, I yes, yes, you can. <laughs> so one hundred and fifty. The best thing you can do if you want to use this curriculum for multiple yeah. children, you need to leave your curriculum ready for your next kid. So that means that you have to go through it thoughtfully. We talked about this with All About Reading, where the first time we did the first lesson, we just burned through the consumable workbook. Yeah. Cut it up, tossed it out, didn't wasn't weren't very organized with our cards and stuff. I didn't even I couldn't even comprehend that my one year old would be needing this. Right. Just didn't I mean we did not leave things in a good state for ourselves yeah. at all. And so this is one of those housekeeping things that the 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 better your curriculum is organized, the better you'll be able to use it again with your next student and increases your salvage your salvage cost. So we'll talk about that a little bit. So your your resellability of this curriculum really depends on how well you keep it. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, having it in good condition, that means storing it someplace where your toddler's not scribbling all over it. Ask me how I know. Um, And there's a few things you can do. A lot of them have like consumable workbooks and there's a few things that you can do to to save those. One, you can uh, unbind your, your consumables and put them in a binder and then take them out and put them in a slip sheet and have your kiddo do white whiteboard marker on the slip sheet and then put it back in. Um, the other thing that you can do is if there's cutouts, like all about reading, you can save those cutouts are the one we bought from that's other family. The mom had a whole three ring binder and she had, um, big slip sheets, uh, and inside there she had little Ziploc baggies and the yep. Ziploc baggies had the, all the manipulative little word, um, word cutouts. Yeah, a lot of times there's like a lot of cutouts that you have to like put words together or you're right. moving letters around. So she saved like them all that. in little yeah. Ziplocs and then she had the sheet of paper that explained and the all, activity. All the flashcards as well were And everything were was in there. And they were actually organized in order. So it was like. Up on the flashcards on All About Reading at the top, they tell you what lesson it is and what version of All About Reading it is. And so you're like lesson one, lesson two, lesson three, and you could just follow the lessons and she had organized them all all in order, which was amazing. Because a lot of times when you use those cards, you're just, you know, you're doing your daily review and you're just cranking through cards mm-hmm. and words and you're just practicing reading a ton. You don't care about the order of those cards. Right. So she had actually put them, you know, when it was all done, she had put them away in order. 
because it says up on the top. Right. It was she did a wonderful job, and that's yeah. why we're getting into this relationship with her to <laughs> yes. buy her next levels because but she did I'm, a great job. I, I, we we as young Padawans are are learning. Well, and that's the thing. Yeah. I think that the learning S- is storing it away is really important. The learning is is really a, a good point to make because when we started all about reading, I, I didn't know how to maximize my consumable to use it for the next child. Uh, I didn't learn that until I had bought it from somebody else. So I think that a great thing that you can do when you first get a new curriculum, if you're like, Ooh, how do I make sure that I can extend this life? Join the buy, sell trade group and mm-hmm. look at what people are selling and you're going to get an idea very quickly or join the discussion group for that curriculum and ask, Hey, I just bought this. I'd really like to use it for my next couple of kids. What do you all recommend on how to organize or save your manipulatives or your consumables or whatever it is? Um, and those folks are going to give you lots of great ideas because you're not the first family to try to use this for multiple kids. So uh, definitely, definitely look at that. Some curriculums also have the ability to get like the worksheets as a digital. So for yeah. Right Start Math is a great example. You have to buy the the teacher guide hardcover, but then the activity sheets, you can either buy it as a hardcover or you can spend 10 bucks more and buy it as a digital PDF. For me, it was worth it to buy it as a digital PDF so that I can just print it out for our second daughter. Um, And it it ends up saving me like 20 bucks. The other thing is that now I have it as a digital, I can also reprint pages if our daughter struggled with a section. Like as we're going through the year, I Mm -hmm. could print out those pages again and have her do them at the end of the year as a test on on her growth. And did, you know, does she have any lingering issues or gaps that we need to address? So I liked the idea of being able to do that. Well, and some of those sheets were the assessments and the reviews. And sometimes if you're going through a review and they didn't do very well, you may want to print that review again and do it again, right? That Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, in this case, your buy-sell trade groups are really helpful. They're helpful for you to know how to properly organize and store that to resell and your discussion groups too, both. The discussion groups can be helpful for all of that stuff. The buy-sell trade groups really helpful for you to know what the market value of that used <laughs> curriculum is. Because one of the things you can think about and, and uh, we thought about this when we bought Right Start Math. We were like, man, Right Start Math was a big initial outlay. It was like, I don't know, like 150 bucks or 130 bucks for the the curriculum work, the workbook and the and the the teacher book. And that was like $200 in manipulatives. Yeah. It was a very expensive initial outlay our first year of homeschooling. And I've seen a lot of people, and that was not like, including our $600. By the way, that was it was purchased that was the a year before. Years ago, yeah. So um, I, I've seen a lot of people you know, be leery of that purchase right there. Right. Like the right start math. It's a big purchase. I actually asked, uh, there was something on Reddit the other day where a woman was asking, can I do right start math without the manipulative set? What would I need? And I was like, yeah, you can just do it with an abacus and mm-hmm. like hand make all your, all your cards. And this and is a great place. You're yeah. answering that question on Reddit, but the curriculum discussion groups is also a great place to ask that question. This is a perfect thing to ask too. Hey, do I need all the pieces? No. And those discussion groups will give you the real truth of now nah, you don't really need to buy all these pieces. There's a lot of curriculum that has like, it's not just one book or two books. It's like four books and they mix and match different bundles and you get all confused. What do I actually need? That's Ask the discussion group people because they will tell you what yeah. you actually need. I think Singapore math was like that. There were, there were like four, I think there were like four workbooks. You Some get of them confused. were like, do you need to buy the answer key when it's like a kindergarten math thing? I don't right. think you do. Right. But it was just like, yeah, sometimes I got very I mean, I, confused. I get, I get because they're, they're kind of double dipping on that with like a regular school, public school. Sure. And they may, maybe the teacher is having somebody else grade and they need to have the answer key there for somebody to do that. So who knows? But yeah. Like for us as homeschoolers, I don't know if we need that stuff. So yeah, there and there's a lot of them. Some of the I was looking at something earlier, and like they Ma- had, Math Mammoth had that too, or there were a couple answer, answer keys and, and stuff. And, and I just I never used those books. Right. There's there was something I was looking at earlier. One of the curriculums I was researching, and it had like a ver- very a variety of student, like a student notebook and then a student mm-hmm. workbook. And like the student notebook looked like it was kind of optional. It looked like kind of a regular notebook with some graphics on it, but nothing like I couldn't just put together myself. There's a lot of things like that. And I think that, you know, you need to go out and ask parents who actually use it, whether it's at in a Facebook discussion group or at your co-op or with, you know, your other parents at a meetup or whatever it is. You know, if there's pieces you don't understand, don't just buy the whole bundle because the curriculum company definitely wants you to do that. Um, but if you want to save money, ask what you really need. And I think the manipulative set from Right Start's a good example 
of you don't actually need everything. We decided in that case, I had gone on the buy, sell trade groups. Mm -hmm. I knew how much I could sell that right start for. And I knew that on that purchase, if we got it, First of all, we thought this is an investment, right? We're going to yep. we're going to use this. Yes, it's an, a $200 set of manipulatives, but it lasts for all of elementary math. Yeah. And that's a long time for a set of manipulatives to last and we have two children. So, theoretically, that's pretty good if you spread it all out. And I knew that if we got it and it was like a total flub for us, it just didn't work. I knew that the, the resale value was pretty high and it was in demand. So, I felt like it was a pretty safe purchase. Either we were going to use it for a long time and it was we were going to definitely get our money's worth out of it, or we were going to sell it quick and not be down that much. So, you know, it's important to understand that salvage cost because when you get into something, let's say you do have to go with all about reading because you have a child who's dyslexic. You mm-hmm. have to purchase that curriculum and it is more expensive and it is the the cornerstone of your budget. If you can't get it used, at least you know that you'll be able to resell it at a good price if you take good care of it. So that's kind of our our ideas for extending and you know ensuring that you can you get some money back on your your curriculum. So let's get into some uh, working examples. You know, we want to talk about some budget friendly curriculum options that might be out there. Right. Don't feel like you need to write all of this down. Yeah, we're going to give you resources. Notes. It's going to be in the show notes, but we're going to run through a bunch of curriculums that we found that might be great budget-friendly options for you to look into. Absolutely. So let's start with the the four-letter word that everybody uh, loves to see. It's the F word, uh, free. <laughs> Not that four-letter F word. Not that four-letter. <laughs> Family shower. You, you got me there, Booza. I always got you there. Oh my All right. So let's talk about free. First thing, um, I think one of the highest mm-hmm. quality uh, products out there is the Khan Academy. Um, you know, they cover pretty much everything from math to you know history to you know yep. computer science, to arts science and humanities, and engi- engineering. It's it is such a good curriculum. Now. Is it useful for kindergartners and you know, first yes. graders? Khan yes. Khan Academy Kids Khan certainly Academy is. Khan Academy Kids is really good. It's a great app. We've used it. Mm-hmm. The thing about Khan Academy is it isn't a full curriculum. No. It's not going to give you 36 weeks of scope and sequence and here's what to do. Uh, it does have a lot of great resources. It does. It's probably a really good supplement. I don't think that it can just stand on its own. But hey, if you're out there and you're using Khan Academy and it's standing on its own for you, let us know. Let us know how you're doing it because I think that's great. Absolutely. I think you maybe you could piece it all together and make it, but it's not really intended for that at this level. Yeah. I know you can take like it's very like concept driven. Well, it's also it's I think I think when I used it back in the day, um it was more like piecemeal. Like I'm having a problem with this. Right. And you, I need to find a video of them helping me with this. Exactly. And, and I think they're trying to make it more complete now. Um, I, I do like the Khan Academy kids. It's so, you know, but you could go on there and, and say, Hey, I want to yeah. teach all the basic, uh, the basic math topics to my, you know, early elementary kid and find videos on all of those. Pretty much. Um, uh, one thing I, I just don't, I don't know if it would give you all the various ways to look at those different problems is you know yes you can teach your kid addition and subtraction but you know right start or one of the other math mammoth they have a lot of ways of looking at things yeah they, and, they helpful. and they cycle and loop back on things yeah and that i have found that for my learner she needs to loop back on things right. over at least three or four times before she actually gets it so this is a really great resource maybe yeah. not a full curriculum but it could have enough pieces to give you well, you know if, if you're an eclectic person and you're just right. You're saying, I, I, I'm not a really, you know, one-stop shop type of curriculum person. I'm going to piece together all the little things that I want. This could be a very big piece of your math It curriculum. absolutely could. Absolutely. Um, next thing is is the core knowledge. This goes from basically pre-K all the way through eighth. Right. And so this is language arts, history and geography, science, and math. Mm-hmm. Um, it is 100% free. So it's definitely something to check out. Uh, we did um, we did an interview, link the interview with uh, Justin and yep. Caroline Shell, yep. and they they used Core Knowledge. That was their primary yeah. curriculum for their homeschool, and they were really happy with it. So it is it is totally free. Yep. Um, so definitely check out, check that out. We we'll put a link in the show notes. There's a CK twelve. Yeah, CK twelve. So that's K through twelve. It's math, science, history, geography, social studies, and English language arts. So this is another one. 
you know, preface I want to make, I guess we should have said before we started all this, we'll talk about the ones we've actually personally used. These other ones, we can't vouch for them Mm -hmm. other than that they're secular, but we wanted to look at, we wanted to give you some, um, you know, initial things to investigate, investigation options, let's call it for budget friendly curriculum. Um, these ones, so this is a completely secular and this is completely free. And, and also if you, if you have something that, that you've been using that we're not talking about that is free or really, really budget friendly and a secular, feel free to put that in the comments, Absolutely. You know, on the Facebook group or on the YouTube channel so you can help others. Yeah, that'd be great. Absolutely. So, so those are the free ones. Those are free, but let's more more likely they're going to find something that actually costs money. So like Usually. a low cost. So like what is a, you know, give us some low cost all in ones. Okay. So all in one, and I'm using all in one a little bit loosely because some of these don't have every core subject, but you know, they've got, there are multi-subject. So we've talked a lot about the digital PDF curriculums. If you've listened to the show for any length of time. Um, so blossom and root preschool through fifth grade, it does all subjects except math. Although I think in the, in the early years and maybe in kindergarten, it does math, but in the higher levels, I don't believe there's any math. No, I think, I think when we interviewed Christina, she said, to you probably want to get your own math curriculum. Yeah, there's integrated math in the in the space science and yeah. kinder, but there's I don't think it goes above that. So it's forty five dollars to one hundred and sixty dollars a year. It gets more expensive as the levels get up. So like forty five dollars for the early levels, um, one sixty for the the fifth grade level, which is pretty massive. Yeah. Um, and you have to buy your own books. So this is a digital PDF curriculum. So if you if you think about it, um, having all your subjects except math, even for 160 bucks a year, it's not bad. If you can get all the books at the library, yep. you know you can really you can really do pretty good. And for the lower levels, at fifty dollars for the whole year. Yeah, for us, they're almost no brainers. Yeah, pretty good deal. So next one, build your library. We've talked a ton about that. This is a K through 12 literature based yep. curriculum. It does all subjects except math. Again. Um, and it's 30 to $60 a year. You do have to buy your books, uh, with both of these curriculums. When I say all subjects, they, they do is literature based and there is like, you know, copy work and there are different ELA subjects. It's not phonics though. Phonics is its own, its own thing. So just, just know if you're new to this, that, you know, this doesn't, this does not replace a phonics program, but it has a lot of the other ELA elements, just not. Not that specifically. Then there's Torchlight, which we've talked about as well. Yeah. Pre-K through five. Pre-K through fifth, a Socratic-based literature, um, literature all-in-one type of thing. All subjects except math, again, except math is in pre-K, but not the rest of the levels. So it goes up to fifth grade, 30 to $75 a year. Again, you have to acquire your own books. So uh, the big thing about these, um, these, options is that you have to get the books. So if you really want to be budget friendly, you're going to want to look at the book list. All of these curriculum uh, providers give the book list online and then you can check and see how's your library sitting with those books. (laughs) I found that some curriculums I find lots of books for and others it's difficult. So you can really judge like, could this be a budget friendly option for me? Because if you buy this for $40 for a whole year, that's a great deal. But then if you have to spend $300 in books is not a good deal. So (laughs) really it's, these ones are about the book list. If you want to keep them affordable. How about global village? Yeah. So global village school, I had not heard of before, but I want to put it on here. It's 120 bucks a year. It includes all subjects, including math. Again, you have to get your own books. So, I thought that that was very interesting. I have we have not used this one. I cannot vouch for it, but it might be something interesting to look at because it do, does have everything in it. Yeah, you know, if you don't want to spend on math, you know, if you think about what you're going to pay for math, maybe that maybe that's the difference for you. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, how about online? So we have basically the Great Courses Plus. Right. So Great Courses Plus is an is a totally online system. There's hundreds of courses. It's mostly for middle and high school students. Yeah. We wanted to mention it even though we usually talk mostly about early learners, but I thought it was worth mentioning. It's twenty dollars a month if it's billed monthly or fifteen dollars a month if it's billed quarterly, but there's a family plan. So if you've got a few different middle to high school kids in your house, this is a pretty good deal because it's all online video courses and it's a family plan. So I think that's that's pretty nice. And billing quarterly is not too bad yep. as far as a commitment goes. Um, and then there's Starfall, like a pre-K to third. Right, pre-K to third, reading, math, music, and STEM. 
Um, and this is a, an online and app based and okay. it's $35 a year for your whole family. So, you know, takes all your kids. I think that's pretty cool. We have not used either great courses or Starfall, but wanted to mention them as online options that were pretty affordable. So stepping back from like your kind of your all in one curriculum, which is mainly geared towards your literature and, and all of that. How about the math? We, we've done math mammoth, yep. first grade to seventh grade. Right. It's $45 uh, a year or a, a level. We ended up going through more than one level in a year, but most people, that that's not typical. I would say it's yeah. probably a year. So it's $45 for the hard copy bundle for the year. You can get uh, the digital only option cheaper when then you print them yourself. So I, th- I think that's pretty good for math and there's no required math manipulatives for math mammoth. So that makes it a really good yeah. deal. I think a couple of times she does call out, you know, using household items, but for the majority it, it is in the, um, it is in the workbooks. So, right. And, and, and I think she, she advocated for you to use a, an abacus uh, at times for doing some conceptual understanding. And she has a lot of links for, other things and games and whatnot. So she does call out those things. And, and if you want to go back and listen to our interview with Maria Miller from Math Mammoth, you can learn a little bit more about that. But yeah, it's, it is more workbook focused. Yeah, we finished all of level one and we really enjoyed Math Mammoth. I think it's a very solid, and we believe it's a very solid math yeah, program. So solid. for 45 bucks a year, I don't think you can really beat, beat that cost. Nope. Um, next one that I found was teaching textbooks. This is third grade through 12th grade. It's 40 to $70 a year and it is online. So, you know, one of the things about it's hard with online because you can't pass it down to the next kid, but even like a math mammoth, those are all workbook based. So you'd have to buy new ones anyway, unless you go digital and you could print them, which is another great reason to go digital. But, um, so I thought that this was pretty affordable, you know, Uh, I mean, even up to $70 a year for high school math is pretty darn good. I think that's pretty good. How about wild math? K through fifth. Right. Wild math, K through fifth. It's a digital PDF. It's only $30 a year. It's pretty good. And it uses all um, items found in nature for manipulatives, which I think is cool. So if you've got kids that love to be outside and, you know, that's their their favorite thing, you don't want to have to buy a bunch of manipulatives. Or this would be really good for somebody who's like road schooling or doing, you know, has a very small home, doesn't have a lot of room to store a but lot does of curriculum support, and manipulatives. But does it support boat schooling? Can you, can you? I don't think so because they're using lots of like, you know, rocks to add and different things like that. I mean, there's, but I think it's pretty, I think it's a pretty cool concept. I haven't used it, but I've heard good things. So, hey, for 30 bucks a year, not bad. Um, How about ELA? Yep. So for your learning to read and other uh, English language arts stuff, I think that the the best deal you can really get is Explode the Code. We use Explode the Code now. It's a K through fourth grade teaches phonics and how to read. Uh, the workbooks are $8 a piece. You'll use several of them per year. So, I mean, let's say that you used two or three, it's like 24 bucks. And, or you can get uh, $30 a year for their online uh, subscription, which you can use any of their levels K through four. And when one student graduates out of that, you can transfer it to another student within the same calendar year, oh, wow. which I think is pretty cool. So either hard copy or digital, you're talking about like $30 for a year's worth of reading. And I think that comparatively all about reading is a hundred dollars. So, I mean, yeah, you know, I think, and we really, we've really enjoyed Explode the Code and Beyond the Code um, as part of that series. Yeah, I've, I've actually found the Beyond the Code to be very good. Like very, very good. I think we'll do a review on that. We just finished, um, was it the 1.5 just recently? We'll probably do that as a review in the coming coming weeks or so. And then there's another one called Write Shop. Yep, this so is all K about sixth grade. Yep, learning to write, and it's forty five dollars a year. So, mm-hmm. uh, comparatively, I looked up Brave Writer, which I've heard really good things about, and I love Julie Bogart, but that's pretty expensive. Um, so at $45 a year, it might be something to look up hmm. if that, if you're trying to encourage your student to do more writing, Ooh, learn yeah, more absolutely. about writing. Um, what about science? So there's a couple options for science. Sassafras science is K through six. Um, it's $30 a semester. So if you, if you do only a two semester year, $60 a year, that's uh, good. covers a lot of different aspects and it looks pretty cool. I've heard good things about Sassafras Maybe science. we'll have to check it out and, and do some reviews on it. Yeah. I, we, we haven't used Sci- it, science, science has been a big thing that we know the community and people have been asking about. And that's something I think we need to jump on and 
and, and look into. Maybe we'll right. look through a few of these. One of the things that I would mention is that Blossom and Root is really great about breaking out yeah. their different levels into different bundles. So we were able to purchase for like K, for example, we were mm-hmm. able to purchase the the um, science and nature as a bundle split off from the full kindergarten curriculum. And we got that at a much better price. I think it yeah. might have been... 45 bucks and that was for the whole year so if you're looking into science you might check out blossom and root and see those because she has carved out science and she does the same thing for art and nature so sometimes they're bundled together sometimes they're different but she she really does a good job of taking her all in one and giving you lots of ways to divvy it up if you just want this piece and you don't want to have to buy the entire thing so uh, look that up for science art and nature well, especially since we're going into the prehistory stuff in the early um yeah the, so prehistory is a great example yeah. i bought the science unit from the third grade curriculum because i just wanted that Exactly. So Sassafras, we talked about a little bit about Blossom and Root. What about Scientific Connections? So Scientific Connections through Inquiry, this is based on building foundations for scientific understanding. <laughs> so you might have heard of this BFSU. We actually bought the first book of this. And well, it's BFSU a, too. <laughs> so it's a, it's like a it's like a K through through yeah. sixth through seventh. It's elementary science and it's broken up into building foundations for scientific understanding is broken up into three books, three volumes, and you're supposed to work through those over the course of elementary yeah. elementary science. However, it's written for like a science teacher to yeah, teach we, a we class. We got the green book, which yes. is K through two, I think. Right. We bought yeah. we bought the first book and it's very dense and it's not very Stents. homeschool parent friendly, Ooh, but it's no. it's really I, I read that introduction section on how to he has this very complex way of like jumping through all the different lessons and stuff. Okay, you're gonna do these lessons here, then these lessons over here, then these lessons over here, and you're like, All right, dude, you, you need to spend like three or four pages just to tell me how to like move through this book. It's you're already losing you know, half of your, your, right. right and there. Y- you have, you have a physics degree. Yeah, so I, dude, I, <laughs> I felt, I felt like, you know, you yeah. were very, uh, able to read it, but I don't think that it's very user-friendly for the yeah. average homeschool parent. But what I really like about the whole concept is if you watched our review video for Torchlight and build your library or one, or our, um, I'm sorry, our spine review, one of the things I talked about, about the big science for little people that I hate is that a lot of science at this age is like, experiment of the week without any foundation and 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 so your your students not really learning anything they're seeing something cool but it's not growing and building what i like about this is is it is teaching these really basic elementary concepts and then it builds on those and shows students through yeah. experiment the thinking is is stellar the thinking is it's stellar the implementation is just right confusing so this uh, other parent got together with the author of Building Foundations for Scientific Understanding to make this user-friendly curriculum called Scientific Connections Through Inquiry. So it's $30 or $40 a year for a digital PDF. And it takes all of that great science basis and it synthesizes it into something that homeschool parents can actually, yep. you know, easily use and teach and i've heard really good things about it so i think that's pretty great 40 bucks a year for science you can't beat it k um, through seventh so running into a little bit of extras you know we're in, we're in overtime uh education wise mm-hmm. foreign languages yeah i just wanted to give a quick shout out for duolingo great, which great i have used that i mean it's been years i used it back when they only had like three languages and now they have they have so many languages. It's an online, and I think there's app-based too, a foreign language learning program. It is 100% free, and you can learn so many languages. It starts at, it starts at kinder and goes on up to adult. And um, it's also dynamic on like how how it, it can kind of sense how well you're learning. Right. It's really cool. It's almost kind of game-type based. It's, yeah. it's funny. I did Duolingo, um, no, I don't know, probably eight years ago something like that um i took i took only the first couple of weeks of german and i still remember the things i learned and i've had no more of it i just i was like playing around with it and i was like oh this is kind of fun i still remember that stuff it really worked (laughs) even in that short period of time and they have so many languages on there if your kid like really wants to learn something that's a bit more obscure than your normal spanish french german 
there's a lot you can learn Klingon on there. I saw that there was Yiddish there. I think there might be Turkish on there now. There, there was like 30 languages. I was shocked at the number of languages and they're adding more languages all the time. So cool. if you're, if your kid's going to, you need to do foreign language, um, as we will shortly here as our child gets older, Espanol. you can't go wrong with Duolingo. Definitely check that out because it's totally free. All right. So we've covered a bunch of ideas bunch of examples there's obviously a lot more out there hopefully people will post in the comments on the facebook page and the youtube Mm -hmm. um, if we if they have something that they're really into yep and stay tuned for the short bite this week we're going to talk about a great resource to find even more curriculum that you might want to investigate these are just these are just some options we found in a few of the main categories that were we're on the pretty affordable side. We can't vouch for all of them, obviously, but we wanted to give you guys a little bit of a head start in looking for some things that might fit your budget. So let's kind of like distill it down into some things to remember when they're going out and, you know, setting their budget for their curriculum, thinking about what they want to purchase. You know, what are these, you know, give them some parting parting ideas. So parting thoughts, um, online curriculum is typically more expensive in the long run if you have multiple kids because you can't reuse it. Yeah. So kind of remember that. Think about, um, think about the the total use case for your family, not just yeah. this year, but how could this fit into the rest of your homeschooling journey? Maybe hard to think, you know, in those terms right now. But if you can, as much as possible, that you can think ahead, mm-hmm. you will save. Right. All a, a lot of this is about being able to to plan ahead. And, well, and you very, very often are thinking two years ahead. Sometimes right? you have to, and that can be really daunting. Cause like, how can you plan two years ahead if you don't know if it's going to work for you right now? Yeah. That's stressful. I and mean, I if you know that. you're in homeschooling for the long run, if that's kind of your vision, at least for the next couple of years, you can start to plan that out. You know, it's one of those things. I think when you do the first level of something, like when we did the first level of right start, I wasn't thinking, Oh, we're going to be doing, I was hoping because we bought that expensive manipulative kit that yes, this would work for the long term, but I wasn't necessarily like shopping around for level two right away. I gave it a little bit of time for that curriculum to sink in for us to go, this is really good and it really works with our daughter and we're definitely going to continue this before I went and started shopping for future. So do that. You know, if, if, if you're going to get something new, you know, try it on for size for a bit, but then the further in advance you can plan, the better the pricing you can get. Well, and also more opportunity to get yeah. things used in that. It becomes of. even more important if you start doing something like wackadoodle, like what we're doing, which is using curriculums as kind of like review mechanisms. To, yeah, using to, multiple curriculums. We weren't really planning on doing that at yeah. all. It just but kind of happened. It just kind of happened, and we find that works best for our daughter. So, like, we'll do an entire right start math curriculum, and then we will follow it up with the same level of, of math mammoth, right? And right. she will move fast through it, but it will all be review and also be kind of like, you know, doing math through two different creators' mindsets. And, you know, you're, you're becoming more even more comprehensive in, in attacking that same idea from multiple different directions. And we found that to be very helpful, but, you know, you may not have as much time. So if you're going to go do these type of review mechanisms or even just have an a, a additional curriculum that, is sort of like a morning basket curriculum. You're, when you're buying multiple curriculums for the same level, you're going to want to save money even more, right? Because it could yeah. just add up really fast. Yeah, we had to just keep feeding our daughter different math things because yeah. she needed them. She was the, and then we had to find other ways to sh- help with was, reading because was she was coal, struggling. I was a coal shoveling man <laughs> in my in my daughter's train. Yeah, <laughs> so we had reasons why we, we had multiple things, but yeah. everybody does not have to do that. No. <laughs> no, it's just, but even like, I think it speaks more towards kind of the, the uniqueness of every single homeschooling family that they may have something that's unique to them. Absolutely. For example, you know, you may want to go to the online options because you're on the move all the time and your kids really need to do a lot of their homeschooling through their tablets. Totally. Right? We just don't know. There's so many different use cases out there. Maybe you live in a rural area and you have like, it's not even dial up. You're, you're, you're doing like, you know, p- k- par- pigeon carry, you know, there's a <laughs> pigeon internet, you know, I don't we, know. Yeah. We used to have internet like that. when We lived in the country. We used to. Yeah. We it was used horrible. To, well, when Satellite. We were, well, we were building the house. Do you remember those days? We oh, didn't yeah. have any internet guy guys. Take a knee. Arrow and I living in, you know, outside Seattle every area we got, we had what one gigabit internet delivered yeah, to our house three months great. before we left to go move out into the sticks in our trailer while we were building our house yeah. where we had 
zero internet. We lived in a trailer for eight months with no internet. It was with a really dog. Bad. With a dog. Those were the days. Yeah, that was, those were the days. We built our house. Yeah, <laughs> but now we're we're back in the burbs, back so the burbs. Uh, it works for us. So, anyways, uh, another note that I just really I, I got to say this here: if you're going to be very budget minded with your curriculum yeah. purchase, you have to leave behind the grass is greener, sh- ooh shiny mentality. The FOMO. We, I mean, I am so guilty of this, of getting something and being like, yeah, that's what we're going to do. And then be like, ooh, look at that thing over there. <laughs> you have to leave that behind if you're going to be really conscious of your budget because you, you can't just jump ship. And that may mean that you might have to stick it out with something that might not be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why it's it's important, obviously, to try to make the best decision you can with your curriculum. But you know, you may have to, if it's not like the perfect thing, you may have to supplement a little yourself. You may have to alter it a little yourself. You might not be able to go out and just grab another curriculum um, because it doesn't fit the budget. So you might have to kind of leave that behind unless it just seriously mismatches your your child's uh, learning level or it's a, a constant struggle or fight or, or something. You know, your mileage may vary with that, but... Next thing you want to do is look at the total cost of ownership, whether that's your manipulatives for your math, whether it's your workbooks, how you're managing those curriculums that have a lot of workbooks or consumables. How are you managing that? How are you doing that through time considering you may Mm -hmm. have younger children that are coming up through that? So those those type of considerations, you know, interdimensional, (laughs) cross-time, homeschooling. I mean, it's, it's like, it's like, you know, three-dimensional chess right yeah it's considering total cost of ownership is a big deal and that was very very much on my mind with right start as i as i said with buying the expensive i remember we we agonized over that buy button we're like should we drop 400 dollars on this math math curriculum knowing that okay we may have these we we started doing the manipulatives like well okay it's only like 30 dollars a year for manipulatives over the next six years and this type of thing. But and like, then we're going to use it for a second child. But then we looked at each other and said, what if she hates it? <laughs> and then I, and then I said, well, I've been well, on the, the buy, sell, child, trade yeah. groups and I know what we can sell it for. Or we could keep it for our second child and maybe it will work for her. Yep. That's another thing. You know, once you've, if you determine that you, a curriculum didn't work for one of your kids and it's not too far to get to the next kid, you might just save it and try it on for size with the next child. You might not completely abandon it unless you really want to recoup that money and spend it right away. Um, You know, just because it didn't work for one doesn't mean it won't work for another. Mm -hmm. Yeah, But try try to look at at the overall cost. And some of these have some bigger upfront costs, especially right starts the most expensive upfront that I can think of with manipulatives other than a, a giant box curriculum or yeah. something. Yeah. Um, so you know, there's a lot of considerations to make here, but I, I think it's, it's, it's more than about just what you spend at the beginning. Really. I mean, think about the whole thing and some curriculums, you know, you may really like paying a little bit every month and not having to drop a big amount right at the beginning or, you know, there, just there's lots of different budget considerations, but I hope that kind of getting you in this mindset with your curriculum was helpful. And mm-hmm. these, you know, these few affordable uh, and free options might give you some leads that you can investigate. Yeah. Yeah. Your whole, these, cur- you know, your curriculum decisions is, I think. I mean, it's, it's huge. If you decide to use a curriculum I mean, again, there's I, some families don't even it's, it's, don't I mean, use a curriculum at all. They're just unschool and they're not, they're not concerned. Yeah. I mean, if you think about but, uh, most families, yeah, if you cleave off the unschoolers and even the eclectic people, you know, they, I'd say we're eclectic. I know. I think most of us are, I think most homeschoolers, I mean, from, from our, from all of our interviews they're they're mostly eclectic. They're, they're piecemealing their box. Essentially well, everybody's building a cheaper. boxed curriculum that is, you know, tailored to their student. <laughs> right. Because right? those box curriculums but, are so expensive. But even then you, your curriculum as a, as a whole, if you think of it as like, this is my child's curriculum it, it, in and of itself is it's a living, breathing thing. Yeah. Whether or not you're moving faster in one subject or you're doing some funky review thing like we are, or, you know, you're, you know, you, you have a, a child who isn't, you know, getting it with this one curriculum and you've got to pivot to another thing. So it's, there's always so many, you know, it's mm-hmm. so multi, you know, there's so many variables in, in your curriculum decisions for even just, between children, right? I mean, yeah. we've talked to a number of families who have completely different curriculum choices across three or four children. Right? Yeah, that I is mean, rough. And that's rough because then it's not only just the fact that you have to continue to to maintain the, all those different options, 
but also managing it and teaching it. I mean, I couldn't imagine hopping between three different math curriculums. Like, okay, I've got to put my right start math hat on and over here, I got to put my beast Academy hat on. And it's like, okay, as an educator, that can be really complex. So yeah, but I mean, they make it work, you know, so that they can tailor yeah. their education for and, each and child. That's the that's goal. Great. But, but just understand that when you're getting into it, you could have those type of dynamics or listen, you could have, you could have 10 kids. And they all do right star math, and it's wonderful, and it's yeah, super right, easy, right? Right, and you need two sets of manipulatives because you have so yeah. so many kids using it. Yeah, the and same you've time. got that fourteen year old teaching the five year old, and you don't even have to you don't even have to educate. You're kind of like the uh, you know the architect from the, the matrix. Yeah, you're just the administrator, just running everything. <laughs> How can I get that? I can get the get the dog teaching math. <laughs> So anyways, it's getting late. We're getting funky, but um, we hope this was really helpful for everybody. Uh, Check out these great show notes that Matt's made for this episode. Oh, they're so good. They're so good. I haven't even made them, and I know they're that good. Yeah. And while you're there, (laughs) go over, leave us a review. Oh, please. Get on to Gumroad to our store and check out the resources that we have there. They're all all pay what you want, so they're offered free if... You know, if that's what your budget can afford, have them with our best wishes. Um, So everyone... uh, Go forth and purchase. Go forth, have have a happy budgeting, and we'll see you on the next episode in our budget series. Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time, happy homeschooling!